ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, November 8th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, taking your phone calls and texts this hour. Phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our text line this hour, 304-396-8255. We've got a lot to get into. Marshall basketball getting underway yesterday. Road trip opening up Division One play for Queens. This was the home opener and the inaugural Division One game for Queens. Queens, a program familiar with a lot of success in Division Two. Last season finished in the Sweet 16 Division Two playoffs, had some runs, made the Final Four a couple of times. So this is a program that has had a lot of success. And, of course, for most of you, meant nothing, absolutely nothing. Here's Marshall playing on the road this upstart from Division Two. And this 2,500-seat arena, which had a great atmosphere. You can't deny that. If you were just watching the game, great atmosphere, a lot of back and forth going on. Marshall, unfortunately, losing about three minutes left. Marshall couldn't get a basket, could not make a field goal. Scoring dried up. At one point, had an 11-point lead. Rebounding was an issue, so... We're going to get into that with Dan D'Antoni. We've got his comments from last night. Later on as well, we're going to hear from Coach Huff. We'll talk a little bit about the game coming up against Appalachian State. It's the 75 game. What does that mean to you? The 75 game, the Marshall Memorial game. And just listening to Coach Huff today, and you'll hear some of that as well. Wants to make it more of a, a celebration and I'm on board with that. You know, a proper remembrance, a celebration. Now, I'm not saying let's have a, a, a party. What I'm saying is, hey, we're celebrating the program. We are. It's it's a it's a a remembrance. We're gonna see what game day looks like. I think there's some changes coming a little bit to the presentation. How how we go about this. I know. For me, the fact that Marshall's playing a football game is all I need. As a, Just as someone who grew up in Huntington in the aftermath of the plane crash, the fact that Marshall plays football is the victory for me. Marshall's got a football program. Victory heard. Football didn't shut down. Victory to Marshall University. We'll take your phone calls and texts on that and more. Yesterday was, yeah, I don't know how many of you stuck around for the post game yesterday. If you ever get a chance to after a basketball game, stick around. We've got a post game, if you don't know. Right after the game broadcast, we take your phone calls and texts, sort of like what we do here now. It's immediately after the game. We had comments from Dan D'Antoni last night, and we uh, always uh, try to you know, get what he's thinking. He felt a little bit that there were some positive things the rest of the season, that that Queens was a good team. You hate going up there, though, 
you got a coach with a one-year contract. You're hoping that if you're Dan D'Antoni, you can get it going, get it back to where you want it to be, where a lot of people want it to be. And you go into, I don't know why you go into that situation. Whoever's in charge of scheduling, you might want to have a phone call with them. I'm not saying you avoid anyone, but that was their first game. It's their first game as a program in Division One, And you're, you're at their place. You're opening up their season, their place. First game as a Division One program. They're jacked. It was... It was an electric atmosphere. I mean, again, 2,500. Small, small little arena, but neat little atmosphere. At least it looked looked so on TV. And they were energized. They were fired up. Students were in it. Everybody was in it. I hope to see that kind of student atmosphere. I'd like to see that atmosphere at Henderson Center. That's what I would love to see, that kind of atmosphere at the Henderson Center. They were all over it. So that was a fun game to watch. But unfortunately, Marshall doesn't get the win. And now you start 0-1. Marshall was one of, I think, three Sunbelt teams that lost yesterday. The majority of the Sunbelt teams won. Marshall being the only new member of the Sunbelt to lose yesterday. And now you're a trivia question. I mean, keep this in mind. For now until the end of time, when someone asks, hey, Queens has been a member of Division I for X amount of years, who was the or what was the first victory for Queens as a Division I school? The answer is Marshall. Marshall's the answer of a trivia question now. For now until the end of time, Marshall is on the wrong end of a trivia question. First victory over a Division I opponent as a Division I member or first victory as a Division I school, however you want to word it, the answer is Marshall University. So a lot of work to be done. Herd's back in action next Monday. We've got it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog as well. Uh, also, uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, just want to give you the heads up now. Marshall's on the road in a couple of weeks. We've got the game coming up on Saturday and then the road game. There's a basketball game and a football game conflict. For those of you going to basketball, since football's on the road, if you're going to basketball, no worries, you'll catch basketball. For those of you that maybe aren't going on the road, can't get to the Henderson Center, you need to depend on the radio. Since we've got the conflict, we're going to have the football game on 93.7 The Dog. And the basketball game is going to be here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So just a heads up. We'll keep you updated on that. I'll I'll make sure to remind you again. So you know where to go if you're, you want to listen to football. If you're going to basketball, you want to listen to football, you're covered. If you're, if you're somewhere where you can't go to the game, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're, you're somewhere, you, you need to listen to the radio, you want to listen to the football game, 
93.7 The Dog. You want to listen to the basketball game. It's going to be on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So now you know, and if um, you, know, if you forget, I'll remind you here. we, we got a couple weeks to, to just to let you know where things are going to be. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni when we continue. I want to get your feedback. Uh, we had interesting comments last night. You can add to them as well. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Marshall falling yesterday to the University. I'm sorry, the Queens University of Charlotte Royals. That's the that's the formal long name. Queens University of Charlotte Royals in Curry Arena. 83-82. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni, his comments from last night. Later on, Coach Charles Huff will get his thoughts on the game coming up. It's the 75 game. It's the game where Marshall honors the memory of the 75 members of the plane tragedy that happened. One of the worst disasters in uh, history of sports. Definitely you know, one that uh, had a lot of impact after to this day coach even talked a little bit about that we'll we'll get his comments on the show as well so stick around i appreciate you being here today it's the drive espn 94.1 and am 930 this is the drive with paul swan on espn 94.1 fm and am 930 Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. If you didn't get a chance yesterday to hear reaction from the head coach, Dan D'Antoni, after the Queens loss, I've got you covered. Marshall losing to Queens, 83-82. to Marshall shot 34 of 78 from the field. Three-point line, 11 of 31. Here's a number that really stood out after I had a chance just to look at it a little bit more. And Coach talks about this, and we're going to hear that in just a minute, is Obina Anachilly Killen. He was 3 of 8, had 6 points, and had 4 rebounds. You need, a, you need a definitely bigger performance from him on the boards. Marshall got beat on the boards 47-36, plus 11 difference for Queens. You look at some of the hustle stats. Points in the paint just about even. It was 40-38 in favor of Queens. Points off turnovers. Marshall won that one, 22-10. Second chance points a little bit more in Queens' favor, 14-10. Fast break points. I always think that's a Marshall stat. 18-7 in favor of the Herd. Bench points, uh, yeah, just about even. 19-18 in favor of Queens. Shooting percentage for the Herd, 28% from the three-point line in the first half. That improved to 46% in the second half. From the field in the first half, 15 of 43. 35%. Second half. 19 to 35 for 54%. So it got better, just too little too late. And there were still opportunities. There were still opportunities to win this game. And Marshall went cold. About three minutes and two seconds left. That was the last field goal for the Thundering Herd, and Marshall went cold. Queens caught up. 
took the lead, won the game. Marshall led this game for over 23 minutes. Over 23 minutes, led the game. Queens only led for under 13 minutes. Marshall won the second half, 46-42, but again, lead at one point by 11, and you let that dissipate. Fun atmosphere. Official attendance, I'm not sure what what the extra seating might have looked like if somebody was you know in there and wasn't counted, but the official attendance was 1,608. It was it was rocking for under if that's the official attendance and that's what was truly in there for under 2,000. That was a rocking atmosphere. So hats off to Queens for at least a fun environment. And if you like fast paced, if you're just a fan of basketball, you're not a Marshall fan. You like fast paced basketball. You got that there. It's just Unfortunately, sometimes you don't take the right shot. Twos work. I'm always a fan of taking the right shot. Twos work. If you're leading, get a two. You don't need to hit the three the entire time. You don't need to hit the three. If there's a two, I take the two. Again, I'm not hired To be a a basketball coach, I do not have basketball coaching pedigree. I do not have the basketball coaching credentials. So take what I say for what you will. But I will say this. Dan D'Antoni spoke highly of Queens after the loss. Well, you know, heck of an atmosphere. Boy, I tell you what, they were – it was homecoming three times over here. They had all their students out and – you gotta give them credit, boy. They came, they came uh, ready to win that ball game. Good ball club. Club. They've been top ten, Division two for ten years. Eighty, eight out of the ten players back. Eighty percent of their scoring almost back. And uh, we were one point, two points short. We got to be better, and we will. You know, it's one game. Uh, you always have to tell yourself as a coach because it's disappointing. It's disappointing to me, but it's one game. Uh, we played well enough that we're going to win a bunch of ball games this year. So uh, we just got to keep moving forward and get better. Moving forward, getting better. That is the game plan for Dan D'Antoni. He was asked about if he felt good about the rest of the season, if he had high hopes for the rest of the season. And he seems to think that they've got some things to work with here and that they should be in good shape. We, we do. I, I thought we have the right formula. That we're, we're running the right places. And, uh, we're getting people where they can uh, uh, produce. We do have to have Obina producing more. He didn't give us. Uh, he didn't give us a game, and uh, he's got to produce. We, you know, from those three which we're playing, Andy and Tavion and uh, Obina. Then we go four brand new guys here. And uh, he didn't. He didn't give us tonight. We gotta somehow find a way that he understands that he's got to be a rebounder. Uh, number four for them just killed us on the boards. Uh, for a guy that really doesn't have any offensive game, he he was detrimental. A big reason they won. And uh, we got to do better at uh, keeping him off the board so that he doesn't uh, affect the game like he affected it on the glass. Number four for Queens 
was Gavin Raines. He had 13 rebounds, seven on the defensive side, six on the offensive side. Also, seven of nine shooting, 14 points. Missed both of his free throws. So he had a pretty good night. He was out there 31 minutes. And Coach was talking about bench play later on in his postgame comments last night. And he brought up Abina again. He was happy with his bench play. Now, granted, he didn't use many players off the bench. He used a couple guys that came off the bench. And when he was asked about bench play, he basically said, yeah, we we got some production there. But then he focused back on Obina. So I wanted you to hear that. You know, he, he really believes that Obina needs to pick his game up. You know, the question is going to be, can Obina pick up his game? That's four rebounds, not enough. And uh, he's got he's got to pick up his game, give us a little bit more rebounding effort. He had no block shots. And on the reverse side, uh, the number four, who really doesn't have any offense, end up being a part of the big reason they won. He had six offensive rebounds, seven defense, 13 rebounds. And he, he just uh, – he was a big difference maker along, of course, with that point guard who's extremely good, and he's he's a talented player. But if you look at it, they again, they're all excused. We've got to find a way to win, but they had about four graduate uh, students playing, and we had one. And then uh, after that, we go down pretty quick to freshmen. So uh, they're going to uh, ease up. I, I like what we've got, and I think we'll be uh, a lot better going forward. One of the performances he did like was junior Camden Kerfman. 15 points, 5 of 14 from the field. He was 5 of 13 from the three-point line. And you got a solid 36 minutes out of him. So Dan talked about his performance, and he was high on it. Well, he, uh, you know, the first two exhibition games, I was starting to sweat a little bit, but uh... – that was what he is tonight. Uh, uh, he he uh, he's going to get more comfortable and get better as we go along. So he fit well. I thought Tavion gave us a good solid game. Uh, he'll even get better in that. But uh, I like the fact that I think he was one for two from threes. I believe that's right. And uh, Andy started getting going the second half. He had a tough first half, but he ended up second half playing pretty well. And we had a couple. Chances to win, had an opportunity to win in a real hostile environment against a, a good team that's gone D1, and they're used to winning here. And we're going to have to find our group so we win too. So, you know, I was happy for our, I thought our freshmen were really good. I thought uh, even though uh, Micah didn't uh, score, uh, he had eight rebounds and he, uh, he had an assist, he only had one turnover, uh, three block shots. He really contributed for a guy. Uh, first time out. Uh, Jacob Connor, who we knew was going to be good, five of eight, uh, 11 points, four rebounds, four assists, zero turnovers, two steals. No, he's going to be good. Uh, I thought Friss played pretty good. He was three and five, one and three. Uh, he played pretty good, seven points. Uh, so we had a, a lot of positives. Uh, the biggest thing is, is that, uh, we got to find a way to win. And unfortunately, we had a tip that fell about 
half an inch short, and Andy missed a little layup right at the end. Could have won the game. So it's one game, and uh, it's a long season. I think we have an opportunity to win a lot of games this year. Marshall losing the Queens, 83-82. That's Dan D'Antoni reflecting on the loss. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Marshall back in action Monday. We'll have it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coach Huff speaking to the media earlier today. We've got his comments, the 75 game, the Marshall Memorial game. I don't know how we're going to actually present this, but it's here. It's the week that Marshall football takes time to incorporate. It's going to be a different, I think. I don't want to say it's a memorial. It's a celebration. It's going to be a remembrance. It's, it's, I don't know how the vibes – I guess I'm going to have to see it play out. I think they're doing some different things just a little bit. They're changing things around a little bit. We're, we're going to find out throughout the week. I believe when listening to the coach, they're tweaking things a little bit with this. So I'll just say it's, it's the Marshall Memorial game for lack of a better term. you know, Because in years past, we called it the 75 game. The helmet's not going to have 75 on it this year. It's going to have the, the uh, Young Thundering Herd is on the back. If you follow me on Twitter, I put this out earlier. Marshall Equipment was, uh, was ready with it on its social media feed earlier as well. I know Luke Creasy got a, a good shot of it as well. If you follow him from HD Media. You know, when I walked into the Shoei, yeah, they head over to the press conference. Yeah, I saw it right there. It's like, yeah, I I, I walk back, I walk quickly past it, and I'm like, you know, that's really that's really well done. And it's got the, I love the old school bison on the side. I actually like the old school bison. It's got the stripe with the names on it. It's got Young Thundering Herd on the back. It's a really attractive helmet. I mean, how many, how many of you thought that Marshall could come up with a helmet that I think elicited so many memories? But you know, having all the names on the on the stripe is that's attention to detail. The names are right there, and of course, you know you honor the young thundering herd as well. And I, I, yeah, I like the bison on. I wish it could be incorporated more. I know the Block M's. The, that's the brand, the Block M. That's been the brand for a long time. I get it, but I like that bison. So the helmets are are, are very attractive this year. So those will pop. As again, if if you think that Marshall. Must win this game. I I think you're missing the point. Everyone on that team knows it's important, but I'm not going to look at them and go, you must win this game because you got to win every game. For me, it's Marshall's playing football. There's a football program at Marshall University. I mean, right there, that's the, that's the, that's the accomplishment. And with that said, though, it's App State, and you want to get that game. And, of course, it's a rivalry. We're going to hear from Coach Huff talk about the importance of this game. I don't think anyone's actually 
overlooking the importance of this game. It's just it's a different vibe this week. We'll take your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Thanks for letting me be a part of your evening. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, November 8th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Our text line is open and active now. Texter writes in and says, we should not be losing to Queens. That was terrible. I think we played there because Coach D wanted to visit his kids that live in an area. So the reason my the reason is that Coach D wanted to visit kids that live in the I think Coach could visit anytime. I don't think that's do you really think that's the reason Coach was adjusting his schedule to to, to do some social calls? You really think that's the reason? 304-396-TONK. 304396 8255. We'll take more of your text, basketball and football. It's time for Coach Huff's weekly comments. And we start with Coach Huff talking about the importance of the week. The first part of this is about the game being the 75 game. The game that the Marshall Memorial game, it honors the, the, the members of that plane crash the victims it it remembers them but there's a lot of emotion and importance on this game because of where it falls on the calendar and the designation of this game so coach talked about the importance of this week obviously um huge weekend for for Marshall, huge weekend for this community, huge weekend for, um, in my opinion, the entire country. Um, this weekend uh, represents a tribute to a monumental um, event that ultimately changed the course of college football, not only the course of um, Huntington and Marshall uh, with the 75 game. Um, our administration has done a really good job of adjusting some of the um, traditions to make it more of a tribute, uh, more of a celebration um, to honor um, this event. Uh, I'm sure you'll get a chance to be talked about, um, you know, the events that are going on throughout the weekend, some of the game day um, adjustments they've made. Uh, my responsibility is to make sure our football team is ready to play um, as best as possible. Um, I don't get into what happens before we come out or what uniforms we wear. I tell them, you guys just tell me. I'll try to get 11 guys to go the right way and tackle the ball carrier. But um, I do, um, standing on the shoulders of a lot of people that have come before me, uh, recognize the importance of this weekend, um, recognize what this weekend represents. Um, I told the team yesterday, um, our freshmen, um, your, your, your course of action um, with the NCAA was affected by, you know, this event. Um, so even before you chose Marshall or before you knew anything about Marshall, um, Marshall University kind of helped shape your opportunity as we go. I don't think enough people realize that after the plane tragedy, 
the way that the NCAA responded, it began with Marshall. So now freshmen have the opportunity. It began with Marshall. Unfortunately, but this event impacted college athletics. It still impacts college athletics to this day on how now there are basically the course of, of college football. It changed with this event. The game itself is App State. And Coach talks about App State and how well the team prepares and how that's going to be key for this game. Obviously looking forward to a great contest versus a really good opponent. Um, I don't know who schedules homecoming in the 75 game, um, but I would like to be a part of the scheduling. I would like to do it a little bit more um, focused on the event than have a game that is a little bit more advantageous to our talent. Um, but this weekend is going to be a phenomenal challenge for our football team. App State's an unbelievable program. Coach Clark um, and I got a chance to spend some time together, obviously, last year when we played them, and then um, SEC Media Days, I mean, SBC Media Days, and then the SBC um, Coaches event down in Destin. Um, so I a lot of respect for what he's done, what he's doing with that program, a lot of respect for how he goes about it. Um, you can tell by the way they play that um, the culture there is strong. Um, so we respect that. Obviously, with the past history of Marshall and App State taking the weekend um, away, the, the history there is rich um, from back in the old SOCON days. Um, so our players truly understand the meaning and the importance and the rivalry that this game creates. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to how well we prepare this week how hard we play on Saturday and how consistently we execute, just like every week. So um, I am one of the coaches that believe there is no bigger game than the other, but I do believe there are games that have a lot of other meanings and pieces, and this is one of those games. So our preparation won't change in how we prepare and what we have to do in order to be successful, um, but recognizing the outside factors that um, ultimately come with this game um, is important as well. Coach Huff focusing on App State and said that they're not going to really change what they do preparation-wise. I did ask him, though, about how you stay consistent. Does that start early in the season for events like this? You know, Do you do something or have to prepare even more to keep them consistent? How, how, does, how does a football team – stay consistent when you have sort of all this extracurricular activity is what I was trying to get at. And Coach talked about how he is approaching this and the realities of, you know, you don't live in a bubble. You know, you, there's, there, there's the internet now. You know, communication is such a – it's opened up. We communicate more than ever. And so there's a lot of things that are out there, and there's a lot of things that are getting said and getting to these players and all these distractions. So – Coach talked about how he's approaching staying consistent and being realistic about, you know, these, these kids don't live in a bubble. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the approach has is, is changed. I think with today's generation, um, trying to act as if it isn't um, other things involved and trying to act like you've got your, your blinders on is not the right approach. Um, I think with this generation addressing all the other things that are involved, but also letting them know that the process for success is still the same as the way to go. Um, you know, without social media and without some of the other um, pieces that have come in this generation, maybe you could kind of just focus on 
you know, the task at hand. Um, ultimately, I think with this generation, you got to recognize, hey, there are some other pieces. You are going to hear other noise. Um, all those things are, you know, are important in their own lanes. But what you can control is how you prepare this week, how hard we play on Saturday, and then do we execute on Saturday? Um, I think that's the approach. I don't think you have to try and make one bigger than the other. The, the 75 game and the rivalry bigger than executing or executing bigger. I think you got to address them and then you have to do what we've done each week. You know, we've played in some homecoming games and we recognize, hey, it's homecoming for this team or this um, this weekend. Um, we've played in, you know, a, a ranked opponent game and we recognize, hey, they're ranked. This is, you know, the stadium is going to be a little bigger. Um, but ultimately it comes down to what can I control? I can't control the stadium size. I can't control when someone determines that homecoming is. I can't control if we score a touchdown or if they score a touchdown, someone throws a, a ribbon flyer over the sideline like happened a couple weeks ago. We can't control those things. Um, but I do think addressing them and then getting back to what we can control is the right way to go. Coach Huff talking about how he's approaching this, staying consistent, addressing everything that goes into, well, this can be for any situation, but especially this week with a lot of extracurricular going on. Now, one thing is, I think, evident, and Coach Huff addressed this as well, the players, new and old alike, have really embraced the Memorial game. And Coach talked about, even you know before he got here, you know, how this is something that you know, they're, they're well aware of. You know, it's, it's not glossed over. The players understand. The, the culture you know, makes sure that the players understand. And they've embraced this. Yeah, I think, um, one, way before I got here, the history of this place has always made this event or kept this event relevant. Um, or kept this weekend relevant, or kept the story relevant. Um, and when I got here, even back in summer camp, you remember, we've, we've already been to the cemetery. We'll go again Friday night. Um, but anytime you join a family, I think it's ultimately important that you understand that family's history. Um, and just like when you get married, you know, if you've got to understand your, your significant other's history of their family. Um, I think it helps you understand the current and the present better when you understand the past. Um, so for our guys, every year we want to make sure that this this event or this moment doesn't die off with the farther we get away from you know the actual date. Um, I think it helps our players. The reason I said it to them yesterday, it helps you understand why our fans are so passionate. It helps you understand why um, this community is so close to this university, um, understanding the history. Um, and I think the more they're here and the more they hear it, um, they embrace it. Um, you know, I think even, you know, we've got 48 new players and I think all 48 truly have embraced, um, you know, why Marshall is special um, in their own rights. And, and to me, doing some things, you know, year round, you know, going up in the summer and, and spending some time up there um, gives them a little bit clearer picture on the front end. I think this weekend will give a little bit clearer picture. Uh, we've had a lot of um, people come back and, you know, speak to the team and, you know, hey, we've got family members or had family members involved in this. Um, this is how it's affected me. Um, our team cares. And I think when you care, you're open to learning. Um, and that's what we've been able to do. Coach Huff getting ready for this week's game. We'll have more from Coach throughout the week. Marshall taking on App State. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304 304- 
396-8255. We'll wrap it up when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We made it. We made it to the end of the day. It's Election Day also. You've got about an hour and 30 minutes, give or take, if you haven't had a chance to hit the polls yet. Polls close at 7.30 p.m. stateside. So if you are uh, on your way to the polls, should be pretty clear by now. Uh, I think uh, polls were pretty light this morning when I went in. So uh, unless uh, yeah, unless uh, everyone's waiting to the last minute, uh, it should be pretty good if you haven't had a chance to get out and uh, vote yet. And, of course, I appreciate you uh, taking me with you wherever you're at here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. That's going to be our home for the game coming up on Saturday, Marshall and App State. So, We'll have the game for you. Uh, we go on the air three hours before kick. Going to be back on Thunder Street. And this will be the next to last home game. This is going to be the next to last home game for the, uh, for the football season. It's I can't believe we're almost there already. we got three games to go, and then whatever happens in those three games will determine what happens next for the football team. Tomorrow... We will talk about a little bit about how Coach Huff needs to uh, capitalize on red zone chances. And he also explained why the team went for field goals and what that did for his team. And he also addresses fans who wanted to see more touchdowns. We'll have that for you tomorrow. And, of course, we'll get more of your phone calls and text in as well. I will say this. I'll give you a preview now. We're going to hit it tomorrow, but I'll give you a preview now of what Coach had to say. And this is part of a larger conversation about why he went for field goals instead of touchdowns and how that game plan really generated confidence. And then he addressed fans who want to see more touchdowns. Here's what he had to say. I know everybody in the stands may have been like, well, why are we only kicking field goals? Because that's all we need right now. And when you play good defense, sometimes all you need is points. You don't necessarily need, you know, touchdowns. Yeah, do I want touchdowns? Yes. Um, but where we are in our season with our team, we need to play really good team football. Um, because at the end of the day, they count wins and losses. It's not like in, I think in basketball, like in high school, you get point total, right? So if you beat a team by 30, you get a higher ranking than if you beat them by two. Well, I like that in football. At the end of the day, they count wins, losses. And they don't say, well, you scored X amount of points against this team, X amount of points against that team. Um, and I thought where we were as a team, that was the best thing to do last Saturday. Now, I'm not saying moving forward we'll be able to do that. Um, but I felt really good about the decision last Saturday, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. I said it as well. You want to you wanna lose pretty or win ugly? What do you want to do? You want to lose? It was a spectacular game. Boy, they they threw it down the field a lot, wide open, back and forth, and they lost. Or defense played really solid, shut them down. Marshall made sure to protect the lead, 
and that situation won the game. What do you want? I want the win. I don't care how they get the win. I want the win. I don't care if it's an overtime. I don't care if it's a three-point victory. I want the win for all the things that I – If you know, when I'm rooting for – when I watch the Bengals, because that is truly the only sports team that I can sit back and go, you know what, I'm just a fan. I'm not covering them. You know, we carry the games here, so you know, I get a vested interest, of course. But we – we only carry the games. I'm not covering them. You know, the the coverage of Bengals football is not my livelihood, but it's it's what I enjoy watching. So I don't care if it, they blow them out. Great if they they win by three. I'll take that too. I'm I'm happy. I want wins. I'm all about the wins. And so I'm with Coach on that one. I know I might be the outlier with some of you. That's fine. I get it. You want an exciting brand of football. I want wins. And maybe get me a little exciting football, too, as well. Can mix that in a little bit. I'm okay with that. Mix a little bit of that in. They pay Coach Huff to win games. They don't pay Coach Huff to to make it look good. I mean, same thing with basketball. Do you want wins or do you want back-and-forth exciting basketball and lots of losses? What do you want? I want wins. So, in this instance, I'm on board with Coach Huff. And with that said, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.